So, Stacey Bayless is here. She joins us now by phone. She knows a whole lot about food, about cooking. She's the author of many lovely culinary fiction novels. And chances are, if you read articles about food, you have probably read her writing somewhere else, too. Please welcome her to the program. Stacey, I'm so glad you're here. Amy, thanks for having me. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. Oh, my gosh. It is always a pleasure to talk with you. Okay, Thanksgiving is coming, and I saw you tweeting about calling yourself the Thanksgiving doula, which made me laugh and snort very much. But then I was like, that's a brilliant idea because people, this is a weird Thanksgiving. It's going to be different. No matter what you're doing, it's going to be different this year. It's going to be really different, and and I think for me, focusing on making the things different, something to celebrate Right, my my dad. One of his famous lines is always, "If you can't fix it, feature it," and <laughs> that works in in all sorts of applications. But I think for this Thanksgiving, embracing the differences and the changes you have to make, and figuring out ways to to celebrate that and and still be thankful on the day is the way to go through. Don't think I didn't just write that down. If you can't fix it, feature it. That. Those are words to live by from your dad right there. That is excellent. All right. Well, the phone number is 312-981-7200. If you have got any Thanksgiving questions at all, now is an excellent opportunity to fire them our way. You can also text that same number, 312-981-7200, and we will do our best to get to all of them. Well, so, Stacy, how are you approaching Thanksgiving this year, uh, other than the, if you can't fix it, feature it model? Um, what are you doing for your Thanksgiving? Um, well, so this year Thanksgiving is just going to be myself and my husband um, for obvious safety reasons. We uh, and and which is very strange because I've been doing Thanksgiving and hosting Thanksgiving for now 28 years, and usually anywhere from a dozen to two dozen people at the table. So Thanksgiving for two is is strange. Um, Actually, today my, my folks uh, stopped by for a contactless pickup of their Thanksgiving dinner minus the turkey, so they're all set. And my sister will be with her family, and the two of us are going to cook together and make the parts of the meal that we both really like and not make the parts of the meal that we make for other people. Um, and we're going to spend the day in our pajamas and, you know, watch something, binge something, be together, and uh, drink a really nice bottle of wine. Okay, I love the philosophy of just cook the parts of the meal that you love. So for you, what are those parts? Uh, so we're definitely going to have a turkey, which is a combination of we're going to need protein, but also we really like the next day sandwiches. Um, this year, my husband Bill is making his family's cornbread dressing recipe, which we've never been able to do because my family here in Chicago tends to prefer a bread, urban onion stuffing. So that's what we always make. So this year we're having cornbread dressing because it's just us. Uh, we're not doing any sweet potatoes. I made some ginger glazed carrots. Um, there'll be mashed potatoes for sure. That is the, that's the ante is mashed potatoes. We are mashed potato people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to make some kind of a citrus pie because I really like something bright after a heavy meal and, and the traditional pies tend not to be so light. So some kind of a, you know, key lime or a lemon cream, something in that vein. I like it. I'm in, although not. Okay, but you mentioned something interesting I want to go back to. You said your parents just picked up. So you've cooked for certain, you've already cooked for them. 
So for my folks who are sheltering at our family's weekend place, I made their side dishes and condiments and dessert and rolls and all that and uh, froze it. And so they were able to come. They were downtown for the day. So they were able to come pick that up in a cooler and take it back with them. And all they have to do is thaw and reheat and make a little turkey breast for the two of them, and they'll have a full Thanksgiving meal. There you go. What a good daughter you are. I do what I can. So. You know, I mean, I, Thanksgiving is my annual holy grail. I love it so much, which is how I ended up in this place of sort of helping guide other people through their Thanksgivings because I've done so many of them that I have all the tips and tricks and I've got all the really basic recipes. So if you've never done one before, I, I have a file on my computer that includes everything from a shopping list to a time and action plan, uh, and all the recipes. So you can have never done a dinner before and do the entire meal by yourself and get it on the table hot if you just follow my stuff. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> but anyone who follows you on social media, especially Instagram, knows you're exactly right. Thanksgiving is like the Super Bowl for you. It's it's my It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. And so I'm trying really hard this year to let it still be my favorite thing, just in a different way. Yeah. Okay, so let's kind of go through some scenarios here, because I'm sure there's, you know, there's some people that I know that are like, eh, we're a family of four, we all live here, it's fine. Like, it's just going to be us, and that's what we do. The, the grandparents live far away, it's fine. That is easy enough, although I can see maybe wanting to do something just to acknowledge that this year is different. But what about the folks who are maybe going to be kind of celebrating solo and they're like well i still want thanksgiving darn it but i don't necessarily need an entire turkey for myself how can somebody pare it down for just one or two people but still make it feel special well so there's a couple there's a couple ways to sort of approach the holiday and the thing that i always tell people is if you are not a cook or you don't look at a cooking project like a thanksgiving meal as something that would be fun and exciting and enjoyable um, there are amazing Thanksgiving takeout packages from restaurants all over everybody's community, but certainly here in Chicago, and our restaurants are struggling. So if the idea of cooking the meal gives you stress, whether you're a party of one or a party of six or whatever, um, I strongly recommend taking a look online and seeing which of your favorite restaurants is, ho- is, is giving a to-go Kid, I know a lot of the local restaurants are doing either a whole meal or all the sides, so you provide whatever protein you're excited about. Um, so that's one way to go if you're not interested in the cooking. If you are, just think smaller, right? So we didn't order. There's just two of us this year. We didn't get a whole turkey as much as we love dark meat. We just got a little boneless turkey breast because we don't, you know, two people and a 12-pound turkey is the definition of eternity so we're we're skipping that this year and just going with a, a boneless breast um, if you really love the dark meat and you want both get a chicken it's fine um, if you really love to cook you want an experiment think a little bit outside the box try a duck is a really fun cooking project and is you know won't be too much leftovers if you're just one or two people the other thing is to think about parts 
So everybody thinks about the sort of Norman Rockwell bringing the whole turkey to the table. <clears throat> but you can buy a smaller turkey and break it down and cook one half of the breast and one, you know, leg, thigh, quarter, and then freeze the rest for another time. That's right. So, the whole turkey does not have to go right now, this right. week. Right. You don't have to cook the whole turkey. You yeah. might have to buy a whole turkey, but you don't have to cook it. And they're they're reasonably easy to break down. There's great videos all over YouTube to tell you how to sort of deconstruct turkey so that's something to think about Um, and using your freezer if you've got one is the easiest way to to scale things for yourself because you can make a whole recipe or in some cases a a half a recipe and then just pack up what you know you're not going to go through over the course of the weekend and freeze it and then you've got some really lovely future meals that you can look forward to big fan of future meals coming out of the freezer that are easy to do when you're tired and you just whip them together big fan of that we're talking with stacy bayless she is giving all the thanksgiving advice so if you've got questions about how to cook something how to cook less of something how to make it special this year you're not feeling it how to make some takeout happen whatever she will help you out. 312-981-7200. Give us a call or send us a text, and we will get it all sorted out. 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth in for Anna Davlantis. It is Thanksgiving time, friends, and we have an expert in the house. Not really in the house, but on the phone. You know what I mean. Stacey Bayless is on the phone with us, and she is dispensing all the Thanksgiving advice that you can possibly need. So 312-981-7200. If you have questions about Thanksgiving, how to pare it down, how to make it special this year, or just, holy moly, where do I start? Whatever you're feeling right now, let's let's go here. Let's do this. you got an expert at your disposal, so bring those calls or texts. We have a few, Stacey. There, are, right. there are some that we're getting, so I'm going to fire some off at you. Okay, and then we're going to go to one of our callers here because, oh boy, do I... Uh, I gotta to talk to her. Okay. First one, uh, we actually have two about this topic from 847 and the 262 area codes. They're looking for options for vegetarian and vegan Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. So this is, this is one of those that, that actually, you've got a holiday where the most fun parts of the holiday are the side dishes and the vegetables. Um, and one of the things that I have done in the years when I've had vegetarians at the table is I do, um, a wild mushroom and navy bean pot pie because anything that you put in a pie is automatically fancy, right? <laughs> if you just put a big bowl of beans and mushrooms out, it looks like a side dish. But if you put a crust on top, it looks fancy, and then it feels like a holiday and it feels special. Um, I always do beans uh, so that whoever is vegetarian or vegan at the table is getting some protein. That's sort of really important for them. Um and using stuff like wild mushrooms gives that really deep umami kind of meaty feel without having any meat in it. You can cook the, you know, saute the mushrooms with some herbs and some, uh, I will sometimes use like a vegan ghee or coconut oil, um, or just a simple vegetable oil. You can add some spices if you want it a little bit spicier, um, and then add some, uh, vegetable stock. Uh, and maybe a little bit of like a cornstarch slurry to thicken it up, and then put in if you if you want to go simple, just a canned little white bean, something small um, that is not going to be too heavy, and then put it into any. You can make that ahead. You can freeze it even, and put it in a casserole dish, and then top it. Quite frankly, with a store bought pie crust. We do not have to get all kinds of fran- fancy here. Um, 
And if I, I don't do a bottom crust, I just do a top crust. And if I'm buying pie crust and it comes with two, I'll use the second crust and sort of cut out some pretty shapes like some leaves or some acorns or something to put on top. And then you can bake it just, in, you know, the, the inside is already cooked. So you just want the inside to heat up and, and the top crust to bake. And I find that actually on the years that I have made this, a lot of my meat eater guests, also really love it. it it there's almost never leftovers oh i was gonna say i bet that's a huge hit for carnivores and vegans alike because that sounds absolutely delicious wild mushroom anything is a friend of mine so uh, i like it okay i want to go to this caller now because i had to do a double take when i uh, i my heart sank when i saw this okay mary ellen you're on wgn <laughs> what what is happening let us hear it <laughs> oh thank you for having this topic and uh Stacey, um, I don't know if I'm going to get my oven fixed before Thanksgiving. I'm by myself, which is no problem, but I've always liked making a turkey. So do you have any suggestions on alternatives? Like I was thinking maybe cutting pieces of turkey up and trying to brown it and put it in a um, crock pot. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, for sure. Turkey is one of those meats that actually braises really well, especially the dark meat. Um, and actually right now, usually you can find, um, I know like the Jewel is carrying packages of two turkey legs, which are awesome ah. for braising, and they work really, really well in your slow cooker or your multi-cooker. So just brown, brown them off just so you get a nice sear, um, throw in some aromatics, carrots, onions, celery, if you want to go fancy, maybe a little fennel in there is delicious, and then deglaze the pan that you cooked, that you browned the turkey legs in with a little bit of wine, light white wine, just to get it sort of syrupy and sticky and get all that good brown bits off of the pan, put that in. And then you want to fill your slow cooker so that the top, say, three-quarters of an inch of the meat is actually sticking out. So you don't want to fill Mm. it because the difference between a soup and a braise is you want some of the meat and the stuff poking out of the top. Right. Um, Otherwise, you're sort of boiling it, poaching it and then just let it go low and slow. And the nice thing is that it'll taste even better the next day. So, you know, make it Tuesday, make it Wednesday, put it in the fridge and then let it reheat slowly all day. Um, and, and the meat will be tender and falling off the bone, and the sauce will thicken up on its own. You can always add a little bit of a cornstarch slurry or a little bit mm-hmm. of a, a butter and flour roux if you want to make a, a thicker sauce. Okay. But braising is a um, great way to serve turkey. Um, like how you said low, like, you know, three or four hours or six or... So with with meats like that, I always start them on high in the slow cooker because you want to get the meat um, to a safe temperature quicker. So for the first okay. hour or so, I would put it on high. Then I would turn it down to low. Depending on the size, you might need anywhere from another two to three hours to get it tender, but you're not okay. going to overcook it in the slow cooker, okay. right? You're not you're not going to damage it and and sometimes, you know, depending on the slow cooker that you have and how much heat you have and how much other stuff you have in the pot, it could take a little longer or a little less, but just okay. keep an eye on it, check it maybe every, you know, half hour, 40 minutes just to see how it's doing. Okay. Thank you. That that's great. I I'm encouraged. Alrighty. Well, thanks so much for the call, Mary Ellen. Good luck. Good luck with the Okay. <laughs> My heart sank when I, I saw that good. note. <laughs> Of all times, anyway. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Marilyn. 
Oh, so I get this note. Producer Pete sends me. I get this note that says the oven's broken. How else can you cook a turkey? And I was like, Oh no, oh, no. poor woman. But actually, that sounds kind of delicious. What you described. That sounds lovely. To I haven't thought about braising turkey before. Braising turkey is re, it's really delicious, and a lot of folks have have actually figured out that the different parts of the turkey are they, they cook at different rates. They're they're better in different ways, and so people have finally decided that maybe you roast the breast, which is the best way to cook the breast meat, and you either confit or you braise or you do a different kind of cook on the leg and thigh meat because that's what serves them best, and then you serve it all at the same time. Yeah, there you go. Because what always happens is, like, by the time you get the dark meat cooked, you have, like, the very dried out... Breast meat, yeah. It's like, well, who wants to eat that? I I tend to roast my turkey, but I deconstruct it. So I take the breast by itself, and then I take the leg, thigh quarters off, and I I cook them all. I start them all at the same time, but then you just test it, and when one's done, you let it rest while the rest yeah. of it is cooking so that everything comes out the right temperature. Um, so, Stacy, the 847 area code, we have a text that says, I need the recipe for the wild mushroom and bean <laughs> pot pie. Is that posted somewhere? Have you written about that? I, You know, that's a really interesting question because I'm an old person that forgets things and I have pandemic brain. But it's <laughs> possible I may have posted somewhere. What I will say is this. Anything that I'm talking about here, anyone can find me on the socials. And between now and Thanksgiving, I'm all over the Twitter doing the Thanksgiving doula thing. So, um, I, and I'm really boring. I'm, I'm at Stacey Bayless pretty much everywhere. Um, so you can you can find me, and if I don't have it posted somewhere, I can I can tell you about it online. Perfect. That sounds so lovely. Well, you know what? We've got to take a break. Stay with us. You have time to stay with us for a little more because we're getting texts and calls and all that. I'm here as long as you need me. Awesome. I love that. Okay. Well, you hang on. Everybody, keep those calls and texts coming. 312-981-7200. All the Thanksgiving questions answered right now. We're going to take a break, get you to news, all that good stuff. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth in for Anna Davlantes, hanging out with Stacy Bayless. She is giving all the Thanksgiving advice, talking about all the Thanksgiving things. We've been taking your calls and your texts three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. You can find Stacy online. Stacy with an E, not just a Y. S T A C E Y Bayless B A L L I S. Not spelled like Rick Bayless. I saw that text. No, no, not the same. Not the same fam as far as I know. Um, yeah, so visit her website. Find her online. Again, the last name, B-A-L-L-I-S. All right, Stacy, we got lots more to do. You ready? You got it. I'm ready. Okay, let us go to Stuart then, who has a question about a turkey breast in a crock pot. Hi, Stuart. You're on WGN. Hello. How are you guys? Thank you uh, for uh, talking to me. Uh yeah, I just heard the a caller call in about her oven being broken, and I'm in the same boat. And uh, he said that roasting the turkey breast is best, but braising in a crock pot would be good for the dark meat. But I was hoping to be able to do a, a breast in the turkey in the uh, in the uh, crock pot, and I was just wondering if there was a good way to do that, or is that something I just shouldn't even try? 
Oh no, you can you can add the, the dark meat works slightly better because it can kind of cook forever and you don't really have to worry about it. The key to white meat in the crock pot for a braise, you want to pay slightly closer attention to it because the one thing that can happen with the white meat when you're braising it is it can really break down. It won't not be delicious. It'll just be more like pulled turkey, which might be something that you would want to go for. But if you want to be able to have sort of sliceable, sandwichable mm. breast yeah, meat, yeah. you're just you're, you're going to want to do it for slightly less time dark meat takes longer to cook um, and you're going to want to check it maybe every 20 minutes until it gets to that tenderness that you want and then be sure particularly with the white meat if you're not going to serve it right away let it cool in the liquid because if you take it out of the liquid to cool it'll dry out the meat okay so it's about 165 degrees or uh yeah you're going to want to you're going to want to uh Pull it at probably 165 uh, for food safety, and then let it. What I would do for for a turkey is to do it ahead, let it cool completely in the juices, and then reheat it slowly whole, and then slice it. Oh, okay, and uh, a lot of liquid, huh? Like, I, I, I was surprised about the amount of liquid you recommended putting into the, uh, the legs and thighs. Yeah, you're just like with any with the legs and thighs, any braise, you're going to want to put in enough liquid that just about with a breast, maybe the top inch or so is sticking out of the liquid. Okay, so would turkey turkey broth be better than say water? Uh, turkey broth will be better than than water, but if you want to use, if you don't have a stock, just you can make sure that there's a lot of vegetables and some seasoning in the water. Water's perfectly fine as long as you give it some some flavor. You can also do it in liquids like beer or wine. Um, apple cider is a is a good choice. So it doesn't right. it doesn't have to be stock if you don't have stock on hand. Okay, well, I can get some. But, all right, that sounds great. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks so you both, much. You guys have, have, a, have a great holiday, and uh, stay safe. Thanks. You, you too, too, Stuart. Thanks so much all for right. the call. Appreciate it. Well, this crockpot turkey idea has kind of taken off, I feel. I think well, there's, look, I'm a, I'm a slow cooker evangelist from way back. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have a small substance abuse problem with slow cookers. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you how many I own. Um, but I, I love them for holiday entertaining. Even if you're just having a small group, it just takes the worry and the fuss out of it. It's so much harder to, to screw something up or to overcook it. Uh, it keeps everything warm once it's done so that you can get the rest of the meal on the table. I'm a fan. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got a break coming up here in just a bit, but I want to get to a few more here. So uh, someone from the 630 area code texted in and said, I bought Cornish hens. Any recommendation on seasoning and cook time? Uh, so Cornish hens are really just small chickens, and so any chicken recipe you have that you like, you can scale it down for a Cornish hen. Cornish hen is usually about a pound and, to a pound and a half. A normal chicken is about three to three and a half. So I would say cut your cooking time, start with cooking about half the length, and then start checking it. Any meat is all about the internal temperature. Get a, a meat thermometer and for any poultry, you're going to want it 165 in the breast meat and 185 in the thigh leg area. You want to pull it out of the oven to rest with a Cornish hen about five 
to 8 degrees before you hit there and then let it rest for a good 10, 15 minutes before you eat it. That last little bit of temp will, will rise up as it's out of the oven. But really, any chicken recipe that you like from a seasoning perspective will work with Cornish hen. Don't reduce the temperature, just reduce the cooking time. Is there a particular seasoning that you that you love with, with chicken and Cornish hen? Um, there's a, there's a few. I mean, I often just do, uh, salt, pepper, and then some kind of an herb blend. I'm a huge fan of Herbs de Provence, which is a pre-mixed blend. You can get that locally at, or online at like the Spice House. Um, sometimes I'll use something that's closer to a barbecue rub. If you have a barbecue rub you love, you can use it on the chicken. Um, and if I want to go a little bit more exotic, I might use like a garam masala or, um, uh, or another, you know, sort of more global blend like that. Uh, Vadavan is a beautiful French version of a curry powder that's a little bit milder, doesn't have heat in it, that's a really great with chicken. Oh, Vadavan, like on a shoe, is fine with me. Exactly. <laughs> like I could eat anything. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, I think we got room for maybe one or two more before the break, maybe? Sure. Yeah, well, we better take a break. WGN. It's Amy Guth in for Anna Davlantes. This is the part of the show where I get so sad because we're winding down. We don't have much time left, but we still have so much to do. Stacy Bayless is with us. You can find her at StacyBayless.com. That's B-A-L-L-I-S. And on social media, she is answering all of your Thanksgiving questions. We have tons of texts and calls to get to. Stacy, let's go now to Mike, who has a question about defrosting a turkey. Hi, Mike. You're on WGN. Hi, uh, good afternoon. I usually get a fresh polka turkey out of Hinkley, but this year we're going with a frozen turkey. And I'd like to know how long should I defrost it, because I like to brine it in a bath for 24 hours before I put it in the uh, turkey fire. Okay, doke. So uh, what size turkey you got? 14 pounds. It's a lot smaller because I usually get a 24 fresh one. Wow. Okay, so what I would do is if you want to, so you want to put yours in the brine like on Wednesday morning? Right. Okay, I would make sure that your turkey is in your refrigerator thawing uh, no later than Saturday morning. Yeah, I was thinking like three or four days. Yeah, for sure. So the 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 good news about the frozen turkeys is that it, it's going to take at that size a good three or four days to thaw completely. You've got the day worth of brining, and it's perfectly fine to brine a turkey that isn't a hundred percent thawed. It might still be a little bit icy towards the middle. Uh, it'll right. finish thawing in the brine, and that's totally fine. But I would say for that size, make sure that it's in your fridge uh, by like Saturday morning and it should be perfectly thawed out for you to put in your brine on Wednesday. Okay, you don't recommend putting it on the counter and letting it thaw? I don't. Uh, the, the issue there is food safety. You need to keep uh, you need to keep meat at a safe temperature while it's thawing out. If you need to do a faster thaw, you can take the turkey, you can put it in a big stock pot, uh, one that holds it completely, put it in your kitchen sink and run the cold water over it, uh, okay. And when the when the pot fills up and starts to overflow, reduce the volume of water so it's kind of just a trickle. 
and you can do that for up to two hours, and that'll help sort of jumpstart the thawing process and then transfer it immediately into your fridge to finish. All right, very good. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate the call. All right, so let's see. We've got another thaw question, and I had to, I did a little bit of a double take on this, Stacey, because I, I am unfamiliar with this, but apparently it's a thing. The, uh, 309 area code says, how long do you put the frozen turkey in the dryer to thaw? Uh, you, you, you don't, you don't. That, that is, that is, wait, we're just, you, you put it in for no time whatsoever. You really always, you always want to thaw any meat, uh, even if it's just a steak or a chop, you always want to thaw it at cold temperature, um, which means either in a cold water bath for a short amount of time or in your refrigerator is the ideal way to, to thaw things out for food safety. I love zero minutes. Um, also, I think that would be very annoying to hear a turkey thudding around your dryer. I, I you know, I it sounds like it comes from the the school of poaching salmon in the dishwasher, sure which does. was a which was a thing. But yeah, no, I I would say that would be zero minutes on that. <laughs> That's a negative on the dryer. Okay, uh, Ryan in Wisconsin has texted in. He says our gravy slash sauce tends to be thin. What's the key to a thick gravy? Um, so you've got a couple of options when, it, when, when you want to thicken a gravy. So a lot of people do a roux, which is a combination of equal parts butter and flour. You melt the butter, and when it's foaming, you add the flour, and you cook that for a minute or two. Sometimes you might let it go longer to get a, a slightly deeper flavor. You want it to smell nutty, and you just want to cook the raw flour taste out of that. And then you can add that into your uh, pan drippings and things to, to thicken it up. A faster, easier way that is less fussy is to do a cornstarch slurry, uh, which is equal parts cornstarch and, and water. Use cold water on that. Mix it up until it's blended. And then add that into your stock and drippings mixture. That will need to come to a boil to thicken. Um, and then you can remove it from the heat when it gets to the consistency that you like. My personal favorite way to thicken gravy is to not do either of those. When I roast my turkey, I will add either some whole peeled shallots or some quartered onions into the roasting pan and let them just caramelize and get smushy with everything else. And then I will blend those into the stock and and uh, let the sort of pureed shallot or onion be the thing that's thickening because I, I find that it's a cleaner flavor and it uh, really complements the turkey and then you can season that with with you know all your normal seasonings and herbs Mm, doesn't that sound good i like that idea that's a great idea um that also answers another text from 773 about gluten-free options gluten-free options for for gravy or gluten-free options in general i think in general but i'm sure gravy is a big part of thanksgiving so let's start there well, well, you know, cornstarch obviously is a gluten-free option. You can also use tapioca flour as a as a good thickener, and that's good for whether it's gravy or for pies. Uh, if you need a, if you're doing a fruit pie, and you need a thickening agent in there. Um, gluten-free for Thanksgiving, it, it, you know, go with a cornbread dressing is usually your best bet on that. Um, and think about using some, there's some wonderful products out now for, you know, baking if you need like a flour substitute that are cup for cup, one for one, easy ratio. And pretty much anyone who's cooking gluten free already will know about those. And you can use those in your pie crust. You can use those in cakes. You can use them 
certainly in your uh, gravy if you want to go in that direction. Um, but the, but those would be some places I would go. I would also think about wild rice is really beautiful with the Thanksgiving meal, and that makes for a great side dish if you're looking for an alternative, say, for like a mash, you know, for for uh, stuffing uh, to do like a wild rice stuffing uh, is really beautiful. All right, but the clock is ticking down, and I'm afraid we got a hard stop, but we've got some, we'll get to as many as we can. Uh, here's one from Milwaukee. Uh, the text says, I'll be alone for Thanksgiving in Milwaukee and have not been able to find a restaurant that is serving just one. Any recommendations? Serving just one is a tough one, and, and actually this is a problem we're having here in Chicago as well. Not too many people are focused on the solo folks. Um, you know, in Milwaukee, I know that Ardent, which is one of my favorite restaurants, uh, is doing a Thanksgiving takeout. I think it's for four people. Um, and so one of the things about Thanksgiving for one, if you're willing to think a little bit outside the box, if I was in Milwaukee right now, I would pick up from Cops. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Cops is a frozen custard place that also makes killer burgers. And I do know that they are open on Thanksgiving Day. I can also tell you that I think the flavor forecast for the, for the custard is either pumpkin, pecan, praline pie flavored frozen custard and also a, like a cranberry slash oatmeal cookie flavored custard. There's nothing wrong with either of those. So I might go in that direction if I was rocking at Solo in Milwaukee. Um, but, you know, the other thing you can do is think about some of the places that are your favorite restaurants and just give them a call. You know, restaurants are – the hospitality industry is called hospitality for a reason. They want to please you. If you've got a local restaurant out there uh, that you love and want to support, ask them if they're just doing regular takeout. Um, if you find an online meal that you love, like if you wanted to do the Ardent, do you have a friend you could split it with? Right, A meal for four is also dinner for two plus leftovers for two. So do you have another pal in the, in the area that you might be able to pre-order that, pick it up, and then divvy it up into two halves so that you can share it, and then you both get great meals? That is great, great advice. We have like a minute left. Real quick, the 309 area code says, how, I'm going to read it exactly as it says. How long do you cook a 20-pound turkey at 175 degrees? Ah, what? A slow-cooked turkey, I wouldn't do it that low, quite frankly. Um, I wouldn't go lower than 225 if you want to do a slow cook. A 20-pound turkey, uh, and I'm telling you right now, if you're going to slow cook a turkey, for sure do not stuff it with anything. Um, I don't think you should ever stuff a turkey, period, but I, you know, people fight me on that. So, but a big turkey at a low temperature, make sure you're doing it unstuffed. Um, and I would, if you're doing it low and slow like that, I would leave yourself a minimum of six to seven hours, oh, uh, but it could go longer. It depends on how consistent and steady your oven heat is. Uh, if you want to try to do that, uh, make it a little bit easier, do a technique called spatchcocking. Big fan. Take the backbone out and press the turkey down flat so it looks like it was run over by a car. Uh, that'll make it a li- that'll make it cook a little bit faster. Plus, it's fun to say. All right. Well, Stacey, we are out of time. I can't believe it. You are a delight. Thank you so much for being with us. Anybody who follows me on social media, I'm going to be sure and share links to Stacey's website, but you can head there now if you're too impatient. That's Stacey, B-A-L-L-I-S dot com. Find her on social media. Buy her books. Do all the things. Stacey, you're the best. Thanks so much for being with us today. It was a pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Stay safe out there. You too. All right.